Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in Busted Open Nation here on a weekend edition, podcast edition of Busted Open. I'm Ryan McKinnell, joined by Andreas Hale here on this Saturday on today's episode of Busted Open. We take a look at the return of one of the most popular wrestlers of the last 10 years. A shocking announcement from Paige Soraya leaving WWE and potentially making an in-ring return and it wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open if we didn't give you our best show that was in the week of professional wrestling. It's weekly winter time so sit back, relax, click play. It's Busted Open on a Saturday. This story that we're about to talk about is one of the biggest stories of the year. It's one of the biggest stories of the last five years. This is one of the biggest stories I can remember in recent memory. Former WWE Women's Champion, one of the biggest stars of the last 20 years in all of professional wrestling, Paige, is announcing that she has left the WWE. WE after over 10 years in the company page releasing a statement yesterday on social media reading and I'm going to read it here for you in case y'all missed it said page here this is her talking in her note not me so I'm page now page here July 7th will be the last day with WWE I'm so thankful and I appreciate the opportunities that the company has given me I will always be appreciative of the company that took in an 18 year old British pale emo girl that didn't look like your average diva giving me the chance of a lifetime and making me feel like a superstar I know after my neck injury taking me out of in-ring status it was pretty hard to keep me around for as long as you did and for that I am thankful too thank you to the WWE universe you guys are the most passionate group of fans I've ever seen hope you continue to stay on this journey with me i think the toughest part weirdly enough is having to let the page name go but soraya is a hell of a name kudos to my mom for that one fyi i'm not saying i'll never be in the ring that day will most certainly come again wherever the return may be thank you wwe soraya whoa Andreas, I wasn't expecting this. The pro wrestling world was not expecting this. Maybe a page departure, but that last part 
about an in-ring return? Holy crap. What do we have on our hands? This is complicated because it's a neck injury that's put her out for almost five years now. She got injured in that six-woman tag match. We haven't seen her for a while. And the fact that she's teasing, it makes you wonder one of two things. Makes you wonder if she couldn't get clear, and that's part of the reason why she's leaving. But the WWE doctors wouldn't clear her. Remember, we had the same uh, uh, situation with Brian Danielson years ago where there were rumors that he thought about leaving because he couldn't get cleared. And then he got cleared, and then he got back to work, and he's back to being the best wrestler in the world. I wonder if Paige is just trying to find her way back to the ring and it won't be in a WWE ring. I wonder if this is what it has to do with. Fortunately for Paige and the WWE, they kept her on payroll after being hurt. So she's done well for herself. You know, she's, she's had a chance to kind of recalibrate. You know, they tried a few things, putting her with Asuka and Kyrie saying, which I didn't really enjoy, but they tried to get her on TV the SmackDown GM thing I thought was going to be fun for a while, but it was very short lived. I did too. it was like, yep. where are we going to figure out where Paige is going to go? But if departing is what she needs to do, then more power to her. I'd love to see Soraya somewhere getting in work because she was such an important cog to the so-called women's revolution in WWE. She's the one that's not talked about enough for making that transition happen the way that it did. So she has still, if she can work, she still has a lot to offer. And damn it, she's young. If we forget how young she really is. It's crazy. She, start, they, she said it in the note, an 18-year-old pale emo British girl. Like it is, But that is why she has the movie, right? That is why she is still beloved to this day. And you know who else? One of the reasons why she's still beloved to this day, and this woman deserves a lot of credit as well, A.J. Lee, right? Like A.J. Oh, yeah. Lee, Lee, if I could speak, passing the torch to her. The fact that that moment when... Paige Soraya won the belt came from AJ it just meant that much more and for me and I don't even think this is up for debate it signaled in a generational shift for women in the business it was AJ it was Paige and then almost as soon as Paige arrived she was gone just like that in a blink of an eye and and now that there is a and, and I don't think there's a possibility of a return she's saying that she's going to return to the ring. So this opens up a whole can of worms, uh, Andreas. We can look at her legacy. We can ask, you know, will people still remember her? I don't even think that's a question because, again, of how big that movie was. Uh, Florence Pugh uh, going out and, and, and doing a, and a fantastic job of uh, portraying Paige in that fight. Uh, what was it? Fighting for my family. Yeah. Um, just, just, again, just a, a, a superstar amidst superstars, and we thought her career was done. Now, it's not done. It's done in the WWE, and that's a shame. I got to be honest. I would have liked to have seen her spend her entire career in the WWE, and to your point, and I do, I cannot stress this enough, right, because you know sometimes people get, yeah, we, get we get labeled, oh, you, you don't like the WWE, you hate professional wrestling, what, no. The WWE deserves a ton of credit for keeping Paige on that payroll, for trying to make something work with her. They saw her value before any of us did. So you can talk that shit and we can say whatever we want about booking or this not working. When they get it right, they get it real right. And Paige is a shining example of that. Absolutely. They made a movie about her, right? It's like... Yes. It would behoove you to keep her, but for whatever <laughs> a reason. A critically acclaimed movie. Yes. A great movie. Not just pro wrestling fans that watched it. Yeah. 
Right. And so it would behoove you to keep Paige in the fold, but for whatever reason, it's not working out. I will. There is a point of contention with, with the, uh, what you said, Ryan. I'm very curious, depending okay. on where she shows up, if she were to show up to wrestle, how many people really do remember Paige? I know she did the movie, but if, if you don't propel yeah. her immediately, and depending on how her work would be in the ring, because it, it's a work in progress, right? Like she's got to get back up to speed. A neck injury is nothing to joke with. Wherever she ends up, I'll be very curious how she's positioned. And how she's framed. It's kind of like when, you know, Medusa did so much for the WWF. And then, you know, she came to one over to WCW and it was like, a lot of people just didn't remember her because so much time had passed. I hope that's not going to be the case with Paige. I hope whenever she does return, promo packages, vignettes, really tell the story of who she is and what how important she was. And just like you mentioned, like her and AJ, they were the cogs that, that got that those gears turning to make this women's revolution happen. That has to be part of her story. If it wasn't for her and it wasn't for AJ, we wouldn't be talking about Sasha and Naomi, who aren't there, uh, Bianca and so on and so forth oh. in the WWE. But right. I'm curious. Right. I'm just I'm curious how many how much time is passing, how many people will remember how important Paige was. Obviously, uh, there is that crossover. It happens every few generations. You get a rare uh, exception. I think Paige is that rare exception. She's cut from a different cloth. There is a reason they signed her at 18 years old. And, Dre, you talked about her age. Paige isn't even 30 yet. Soraya isn't even 30, which is insane to think about. Now that does bode the question, what is next? Where does she land? I I don't even think it's a question. There's only one place she can go. Like, Paige can't, no disrespect, she can't go to Impact, she can't go to NWA, she's not going to go to the Indies. There is, There are bags out there, and you know the bags I'm talking about. She is at a level, right? She is the type of star that if Tony Khan was going to open up that piggy bank for anybody... Like, we could sit and nitpick some of his signings, people that I probably wouldn't have signed or people that I would have waited on, and he's done a good job. Like, he waited on Braun Strowman. There's people he hasn't thrown the bags at, which I am I give a thumbs up to, right? Because you saved your money, presumably. You didn't know Paige was going to be available. But now that she is, if I'm Tony Khan, I am making an all-in play for her, and I am immediately putting, I mean, like, basically a CM Punk situation. You didn't know that this person was going to be available. Now that they are, you do everything you possibly can to get them, bring them in, and make them a champion as soon as you possibly can. I give Tony credit for waiting a little bit with Punk, and obviously things have fallen off the, the wagon a little bit in terms of the injury and the plans for that. But but Paige, I think, is that sort of level. And Dre, there is similarities there, right? The seven years away, the time off, the having to reintroduce. You didn't really have to reintroduce CM Punk. I don't think you'd have to really reintroduce Paige. There's a, again, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah, but there's levels. The Punk level is is, is a high, high level. It Pipe is. bomb Punk, the, the controversy about him leaving. Paige didn't really necessarily have that. But I will say this. If Tony Khan were to bring her into AEW, I've seen people complain, well, they have such a bloated roster. Well, the women's division is not bloated. The no, women's division not. could always use some help, especially with a hand that can work. And Paige has always been that. She would slide right in. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't put her in there with Jade Cargill. I'd put her in there with Thunder Rosa, though. I'd put her in there with Serena Deeb. I would put her in there with Britt Baker, which I think could be an incredible feud. I mean, just oh. the idea of her working Tony Storm how and about Ruby Wright. How about her country woman, my girl Jamie Hayter? 
Yeah, I've always this, liked it. Jamie Hader to a page, like, and not just because the English connection. It just they're, they're hard hitting, they're badass, and when they wrestle, they wrestle. Like when yes. when Jamie Hader wrestles, there's no pulling of anything. There's no, and that is what the rub was on Page. Like when this girl steps in the ring, you're going to get your ass kicked, and you believe it. Yep. So I think, yeah, I think AEW would be the place for her to go. It's just a matter of positioning her properly, presenting her properly, giving us the the proper debut, the build towards the debut, and telling that story for whatever reason, if people need to be reminded of her importance, you have to do that, and then you bring her in. But I think it's the perfect place for her. Look, the AEW roster is bloated, quote-unquote, on the men's side. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of talent. They it signed is, a lot of people is. they it's, didn't expect to it's have. Crowded. Yeah, it's crowded. Yeah, it's crowded. There's no doubt about that. But on the women's side, it's not. The women's side could always use a few new additions. And again, I I reiterate, you need somebody that can work. You need somebody that can be the glue. Because some of these, some of the talent AEW is still learning. I mean, as much as we love Jamie Hayter, it would behoove her to work somebody like Soraya. Right? Like, Britt Baker, we love, like, everybody likes Britt Baker. But can you imagine what that feud looks like? It'd be tremendous. She would be an immediate boost. Yes, they just got Athena. Yes, they, they're bringing in talent, but you got two titles that need women to work them. And yep. Soraya will be the perfect person to fit right in that picture. If you disagree, then you need to tell me where she's going to go. I, I can't think of one reason why she would waste her time anywhere else. And I know that sounds harsh. It was meant to sound harsh. She had a neck injury. She's one of the biggest stars in the sport, right? She has a movie made after her. She requires millions of dollars. There's no one else out there that can meet those qualifications other than Tony Khan and AEW right now. Now, maybe, listen, maybe she wants to do the hometown rub. We know she's got ties, obviously, to the business back in the U.K. She could go back home and do her family a favor. I'm not saying that won't happen. But in terms of her pop, in terms of her big return, because, again, she said it. She's coming back to wrestle. This isn't hypothesizing on our side, right? The woman is going to wrestle again. I no other place for her to wrestle than AEW. It needs to be on the biggest stage for the biggest money against the best opponents. And if she can't do it in WWE, that leaves only one other place, and that's AEW. And my God. Can you imagine some of the matches we would get? And Andre, they need her. Like, I, I don't want this to sound disrespectful to Thunder Rosa or Britt Baker or Jade Cargill or any of those women, but Soraya's cut from a different cloth. She's a different level of star. And you know what? I'm sure if we had Thunder Rosa, well, we had Thunder Rosa on yesterday, right? She's now part of Fridays on Busted Open. Or if we had Britt Baker with us right now, or if we had Jade Cargo with us right now, and we asked them about that, I'm sure they would admit that. I'm sure they would acknowledge the greatness of Paige and how valuable she would be to that rocker room. You don't think they want to make money off of her? Get that. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's anybody, unless it's just out of pure jealousy or worrying she's going to take your spot, like nobody well, else is. would be able to say, "Oh yeah, we don't we don't want her, we don't need her." No, no, no. Yeah. You can no, absolutely no. She, use she, she is going to take their spot, right? Well, but yeah. you're going to get more money in the long run because of it, because now you've got someone to chase, and you've got some real, real in- warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart. 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Trash there. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. So, right, for as, 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 as easy as it was to call weekly winner for a lot of these weeks in the past few months, this week feels entirely different, in large part due to CM Punk's injury. Yeah, I mean, Dynamite felt like a, a filler show. And what, the reason why I say that is because, you know, you know, Kyle O'Reilly winning that battle role and going up against Moxley, like we all knew the outcome of it. So we had two things that were happening that we were like, there's no way they're not going to put Moxie in there with Tanahashi. Like, we know that's going to happen. Right. The fact that we had to do all this to get there was kind of annoying. And then, look, Pack and Buddy Matthews was a great match, right? And now, oh, I, was, sure. <laughs> I, I was disappointed, though, because they were like, we're introducing a new title. And I was like, oh, shit, it's the trios. Oh, it's not? Like, really? Are we we're still playing games with these trios titles? Dynamite was a solid show, but it was mostly filler. It, it left yeah. the door wide open this week for a new uh, weekly winner. Wide open. Potentially. Potentially. It is wide open. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, that there, there were a few great matches, I thought, on uh, Dynamite, right? But none more. Uh, and again, Pack and Buddy Matthews, that was awesome. But the match that really surprised me, I don't want, I mean, it didn't surprise me. They're familiar with one another. They spent time in, in, in similar rock locker rooms. But David Finley, I thought, made a hell of an impression to the AEW audience. I know they haven't seen a lot from him, but putting them in, putting him in there, I thought with Hangman Page was really great. Uh, that was just a nice little match in the middle of the card that I really enjoyed. That was oddly, oddly, I, I, I people might feel differently. I mean, I loved the main event with Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly, even though we knew Moxley was going to take that W. The thing that surprised me the most was Hangman and David Finley. But again, no Adam Cole, right, in the Battle Royal. No Wardlow in the Battle Royal. I mean, I could go, I could go on. No yeah. Hangman Page, the guy who just had your mother effing title, not right. in the Battle Royal. Now, hey, maybe that's a part of a longer story. I don't know. But to me, it just felt disjointed. And the worst part of it was, was Wardlow's promo trying to explain why he wasn't in it, that he was did, what did he say? I want to beat CM Punk for the title. I don't want to be some interim champion. Well, you know you can 
beat CM Punk by winning the Battle Royal and then getting a natural pathway to the championship. I just didn't like the explanation from Wardlow. There, it was, again, it just, it was, it was not the show that we're usually accustomed to on a Wednesday, or at least that I'm usually accustomed to. All true. At least, but again, at least they gave Wardlow, they tried to give him an out. It wasn't an out that I necessarily believed in, but it was like, at least they tried to give no. him an out. They tried, was, it, yes. Yeah. yeah, it was it was just a very strange episode of Dynamite. I guess it was. The only like the one thing I did like was they keep teasing this jungle boy and Christian feud. And you know, like yes. Christian Cage goes out there and just kind of throws him into a ladder, ladder match at Road Rager next next week, and Jungle Boy's like, yo, yeah. what the fuck? Like the look on his face, I was just like, All right, I see what we're working towards. It's so coming. I enjoyed that, but it's it's coming. You're right. Yeah. Dynamite as a whole just felt a little disjointed. It didn't feel like the slam dunk that it usually is for a week in and week out. It was solid. We'll say hey. that. Hey, it's good for us. It's good for us, right? Because I don't have to sit here and 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 and, and I'm like I I feel bad, right? I have to tell. I, I can't lie, and so I I. I, for me, it, usually week in and week out, Dynamite is my favorite show. So uh, I can't say that this week, so maybe that's a little tease. I will say this as we rewind and we start back on Monday. I think the my favorite part of the entire week was that Cody Rhodes promo on Monday Night Raw and then the ensuing uh, sledgehammer attack from Seth Rollins. Like, I know it wasn't in-ring, and I usually lean to my sports entertainment slash pro wrestling being most enjoyable inside the squared circle, but not this week. My favorite, at least, segment of the week was on Monday with Seth and Cody. Uh, I just thought that was masterfully done. Oh, I thought it was brilliant. I thought that was brilliant. The rest of Raw, on the other hand, not so much. Uh, anytime I got to see so Asuka <laughs> and Becky Lynch involved in a 24-7 angle, I was just disgusted. But, I mean, Cody and Seth, that was incredible. That was one incredible segment. If Raw wasn't three hours, though, it would have an opportunity to win uh, the weekly winner. But, that, yeah, that was my favorite segment. I, I also loved, uh, on the other side, on Rampage, uh, Hookhausen in the golf carts. Yeah. In their promo. in that about? <laughs> Dan Housen, like, you know, it's a Corvette. It's a $5. Like, I just, Dan Housen is just <laughs> tremendous and hooked with him. It's like a match made in heaven. I, I love it. But yes, the best segment in or out of the ring was Cody and Seth Rollins. It was yeah, incredible. It really was. And you're right, though. The, the, seeing those two women in a 24 uh, 7 segment was just, ah. Uh. <laughs> Like, what are just we doing? Oscar and Becky Lynch. That that's the type of shit. Like, listen, I you know Dave Lagreca has his rants, and Vince McMahon hates pro wrestling. And I mean, like, just this week, Dave was screaming so bad he knocked his camera off his his, his computer. <laughs> and, he damn near was working on a heart attack. Um, that if I really let myself. Go down that road, and I already got high blood pressure. I went to the dentist last week, and I got some things I need to work on, <laughs> Dre. So I'm taking it. I'm taking it easy today on this Saturday. Uh, those two women involved in any sort of 24/7 segment is enough to discredit Monday Night Raw from weekly winner for the rest of the year. It made me want to throw up. Like that is an absolute joke. I. I was so upset. Like when LaGreca was going off, I was like, I'm with you, brother. <laughs> I'm well, with you because uh, like these women just had a match at Hell in a Cell. 
just yeah. had a match and you come off of that to this don't disrespect him like that don't do I'm that gonna let, i'm gonna let dave have the heart attacks for us like yeah. i'm gonna agree with him i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here and praise the fearless leader the creator of busted open for all that he gives and all of the anger that he spews because dave we feel it we feel it. We are with you. We feel it in our bones. That definitely, again, for as much as I love, I would say this, for as much as I love Seth and Cody, I hated that 24-7 stuff as equally as much. So, yeah, Monday Night Raw, sorry, you are not yeah, you are not it. NXT, again, I there, there's things we like on NXT, right? There's there's things that are enjoyable. Santos Escobar is obviously enjoyable. Uh Carmelo when he's doing his thing down there. Uh a returning Apollo Cruz sans uh his accent, I thought was Thank God. <laughs> thank yo. Thank God Apollo can be Apollo again and not the Nigerian drummer guy. Like oh. God, I, I oh, with Colonel Aziz, I hated everything about it. I hate yeah. it. And now he's back. It looks like he's going to work breaker. Seeing him back on NXT, I was like, all right. He never won the NXT title. But Apollo's one of those guys who's a physical specimen. You look at that guy, he's yes. a freak. Yep. And if Braun needed, like, I hated the Braun Joe Gacy feud just because it just, I was like, this is senseless. I don't, nobody thinks Joe Gacy is going to win. But Apollo and Braun, if you need somebody, because Braun, as great as he looks, he needs, he needs a partner, a dance partner mm -hmm. for these I matches agree. to really click. And That's I think him and Apollo was. That's why Ziggler worked a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly. Apollo's that guy. And like, yeah. hopefully, I mean, he's back to the smiley Apollo gimmick, which I'm not yeah. really a fan of. But when it comes to working in the ring, I think those two can burn the house down. And it can give Braun the rub that he needs with legitimacy and opponents. Not that Joe Gacy wasn't a great opponent. It's just the way the match was booked didn't really let Breaker shine. Uh, well, but the only other thing I really liked on 2.0 was Roxanne Perez winning the, the breakout tournament. Roxy yes. from Ring of Honor. She's Ring she's Honor tremendous champ, talent. Yeah. She's very young, but she's talented as hell. Obviously, she's, they're going to work her into the Mandy Rose title picture. Maybe she's the one that gets her the title off of her. Oh, I think so. I, I just don't know what the hell NXT 2.0 is these days by keep well, like shuffling WWE talent back in there yeah. to hold titles. It's kind of weird, but it, it was hey. better. It's just not going to win our weekly winner. No, the writing is on the wall, though. We are building towards some more stability and getting a clearer idea of what 2.0 could be. And, Roxy, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, been on the show before. I actually had the chance uh, to speak to her on a Saturday uh, before she – I think it was the day before she won the ROH championship or the day she did. Either way, um, very much, I think, cut from the cloth of Soraya, um, cut from the cloth – you know, of an AJ Lee, like you see them at such a young age and you're like, oh, yeah, clearly that's a champion. <laughs> like, I, 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 I don't even want to be like flipping about it or, 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 or like, I mean, pro wrestling is much more nuanced than that. But I think that just speaks to how talented Roxy is. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was definitely a highlight of 2.0. Listen, we talked about Wednesday, I think, pretty extensively. Uh, the world championship eliminator between Moxley and O'Reilly, I think that was probably the best match of the week. Thunder Rosa defeating Marina Shafir in that uh, AEW Women's World Championship match. I thought that was solid. I've really been impressed 
with the work that Shafir has been able to do specifically over, I want to say, about like the last six or eight months. Like, I'm not even t- take the NXT stuff away, right? I'm talking Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. I'm talking about what we've seen in AEW. She's really starting to figure herself out and like what she wants her character to be. I'm not saying like she's a superstar or like she's going to be a champion anytime soon. What I am saying is I've been really impressed with the time that she's been given and the type of matches and the style she's starting to develop as a pro wrestler. She's finding herself and it's showing on television. And obviously Thunder Rose is a great dance partner. Yeah, I do have a qualm though. I th- I need What's Marina Shafir to uh, not just be on TV when she's in title matches and losing develop that mm-hmm. character. I think Marina Shafir has something, but if, if you keep putting her in, in, in spotlights and then she loses, it's going to be really hard to give that some room to breathe. If you get get her some wins, like get her a win against a Red Velvet or a Kiara Hogan or, you know, even a Ruby Soho at some point. You got to build her. You can't just keep throwing her. You can't just keep throwing her in there to lose because then she just looks like a championship jobber. Right. But she has a story to tell. Let that story breathe a little bit more because she's still developing as an in-ring talent and a personality. I think she could be important to that women's division, but I can't just see her losing whenever she shows up on my TV. She's got a brutal style, too. Like we, yes. like, we know that about Marina because of, obviously, our background in mixed martial arts. Like, she didn't actually her, – her MMA career wasn't impressive at all, actually. She got knocked out a bunch, and it was kind of um, uh, just underwhelming in general. But that's really unimportant. Right. Like it, it like she is credible. She has the judo background. Who gives a shit if MMA didn't work out? It's definitely working out in pro wrestling. And she's using that technical prowess in that background, like the hip tosses and the throws. It's uh, it's it's very Ronda Rousey esque. And I'm not using that as a comparison because they're friends. It's just it's their background in the sports that they come from. And they're they're integrating what they know. And Marina Shafir knows how to toss people around. Bruh, put her with Dan Lambert. Oh, my God. Put Marina Shafir with Dan Lambert. Have her be like Paige's heater. Yep. She needs a mouthpiece. Like, she's still learning how to get better on the mic. Yo, 100%. Yeah, she's not. Yeah. 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 Dan can talk her. Dan can talk her up. If she's Paige's heater, now we got some intrigue. Now she's just not floating around aimlessly. Put her with Dan Lambert. It makes perfect sense. The MMA background, put her with Paige. didn't even I, it makes so much perfect sense that I didn't even think about it in the moment that you said it my the light bulb went off and it now it's you're absolutely correct now I don't want anything else now that has to happen thanks yes. for that now if it doesn't happen I'm gonna be bitching on that for the next year here on yeah. busted open so it brings us to Friday night and that is where weekly winner is going to fall for me is it going to be rampage or is it going to be smackdown and in this particular case dre i am going with wwe for a few reasons i'm going with smackdown number one you had an outstanding main event between matt riddle and Sami Zayn. not just outstanding in the in the work that we saw but the time that we were given and what was on the line right this is where it's for a chance at roman reigns uh, I know there wasn't a ton of build towards it, but there was from the standpoint of Sami Zayn and the bloodline. So that was a fun payoff. It leaves me wondering what's going to happen with that. We got a new intercontinental champion with Walter taking out uh, Ricochet. And listen, I know we wanted more time, 
but it was what it was. We had a couple uh, uh, Money in the Bank qualifier matches that were suitable, right? They they weren't uh, mind-blowing by any stretch of the imagination, but they were suitable. But here's the thing that really put it over for me. Shotzi Blackheart getting her time to shine against Ronda Rousey. I, I know she didn't win, right? And Ronda's promo, I thought, was average at best and I can put whole you know we could be negative right but I'm not going to be Shotzi Blackheart is a damn star and Ronda Rousey helped put her over that much more right Ronda agreed to work with Shotzi salute to Ronda salute to Vince salute to Friday night and a big salute to Shotzi because that woman deserves the shine I'm hoping it's a sign of more things to come for Shotzi Blackheart because that was for me that was the the coolest part of friday night yeah man I, like as you're talking about it i'm so on the fence about this weekly winner it is out of smackdown and rampage to me um yep. i thought seamus and mcintyre actually had a great opener as well i think it was very hard hitting it was good i, I, th- I thought yep. it was a great opener um i wasn't necessarily a fan of the Zia lead lacey evans match and we'll talk about that in a little bit uh smackdown was good and you know on the rampage side the trios match. The the only problem that I have with this trios match is I thought that Osprey and the Aussie Open should have came out on top. I thought they should have gone over. I Trent Beretta winning, it just was like, damn! You just introduced Osprey, who is arguably one of the top five wrestlers on the planet when it's all clicking, right? And he's a mm-hmm. tremendous heel, and you bring him in. It yeah, you know, FTR has been on a, a roll. Aussie Open is very solid, but this should have been about Osprey. And that's what's going to prevent me from putting Rampage over. Because I should have seen Osprey standing tall saying, the forbidden door comes through me. And, and that's what I needed to see. Trent Beretta winning that match just kind of was like, no disrespect to Trent, I love Trent. But we're working towards forbidden sure. door. And we need to prop up yep. New Japan talent. Osprey should have been standing tall. So I'm going to give it to SmackDown. And people are going to be surprised. But I'm going to give it to SmackDown I'm because... Shocked. I just I thought I mean, it was a better overall yeah. show with with it the was. opener. I, I like yep. I agree with you. Getting Shotzi in that picture, listen, in a vacuum, yep. it's great. I hope that they look at the potential that Shotzi has and pushes her yeah. much harder than she's been pushed. I don't need her to job. I don't need to be in the besides re- scenes, goofy role getting locked in the rooms and shit like that. Shotzi is unique. Right. She's special. And I think she showed that against Rhonda. She has some fire in her. I hated the Ronda promo, but it is what it is. I hate all yeah, Ronda's babyface promos. Yeah, yeah. But SmackDown yep, was a better terrible. show, and Zayn and Riddle took us home, and I thought that was great. And we got it. Yep. And it feels like if we get a, the dawning of a new era of an IC champion with Walter, I'm not calling him Gunther for those just tuning in. With Walter, it's all <laughs> worth it. So I'm going to give the weekly winner to SmackDown. Hope and positivity. I like that. Now, it's probably all going to fall apart, and none of this is going to matter, and the Intercontinental Championship is going to be dog shit like it has been for the last 10 years but for today on this saturday hope springs eternal hope springs eternal more shotzi more intercontinental championships and more viable contenders for roman reigns we'll see uh what wednesday brings this next week and what we got to say about weekly winner next saturday but for this saturday it's a clean sweep for smackdown and we didn't even have to lie about it Wednesday just was too disjointed. So it is what it is. Don't say we're not honest. Don't say we're not honest, Andreas Hale.
No, no. Like, you know, some people are like, you guys just bash WWE. They just one weekly winner. Now, granted, it was a low week, I think, for AEW, but they yes, just weekly it winner. Was. And I explained why. There's potential there. Yeah. I'm going to say this one good time. I don't root for promotions. I root for talent. I don't care where you came Worker from. Worker first. I'm yeah. with you. Worker like, first. I don't care where you came from. And I feel like AEW does a better job with their talent where WWE doesn't they necessarily do. let them live to their fullest potential. That's all. That's all. Let those guys, guys and girls breathe. Shotzi needs to breathe because she is tremendous. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.